Hello everyone, it's Spidey Heck from the Spidey Heck voiceover show and podcast. Just wanted to say, love everyone in your family, love your friends, love anybody and everybody around you, because you never know one day if life may bring too much upon their minds and their spirits that they may commit suicide now you may ask why does spidey heck talking about suicide well talk about suicide because today is 3 3 of 2018 well back in 3 3 of 1992 uh my father committed suicide so today is the 26th anniversary of the day that my father committed suicide passed away um my father wasn't the most put together guy my father was very good at being bad if that makes any sense but not very good at being good so um he used to do a lot of things my father was like like one of the biggest drug dealers in Orlando if not the biggest in in Orlando back at that time and um or even before that, should I say, in the 80s into the 90s. Um, but, yeah, so, um, him and my mother had gotten divorced around that time. And uh, my father wasn't, like, the most best husband in the world. You know, he was, a, he was a good dad to an extent, you know what I'm saying? And I got some more stories about that that I could tell you guys, but we're not going to get too far into it. But, um uh, when I was a kid, I was in elementary school one time, I used to get, uh, I used to get in trouble from time to time. I wasn't that, like, a really bad kid. I just, you know, you know, mischievous kid from time to time. And, uh, my father got a letter from the school, and they were calling him up saying, hey, he's been misbehaving. We're gonna paddle him, because, mind you, this is back in the 80s. So, my father's like, no, I'll take care of it, you know, nobody's gonna put a hand on him but me. So it would have been probably better if the school paddle be better than my father because when I when I got out of school and uh, he picked me up, I was going to go run to him like, hey, Dad, you know, you come and pick me up. Little beknownst to me that I was about to get the most major ass whoop I never got in my life. Um, he basically picked me up and like held me like by one arm because mine was a kid, five or six, and uh, was beating me, you know, Profusely, like if I was a piñata, that's the best way I could put it. Because he was—he held me up in the air and was hitting me with his belt in front of the whole entire school. Now, mind you, these are the kids getting out of the school, going onto their buses and going home, and all they see is me lifted up in the air and getting the shit kicked out of me. You know, uh, so I—I I, I lead into that story because from that, I guess you could say, I was a pretty straight arrow. I didn't really do much. You know, I had my, my times where I would get into troubles here and there. My father would give me other beatings, but never was that beating worse than that particular beating in particular because he beat me so bad in front of the school, then got me home and still wasn't done kicking the shit out of me. And uh, he beat me so bad that he had left a big amount of bruises on my back as well as a big, huge handprint on my back. I'm talking about, I don't know how the hell the guy beat me through my clothes, 
and somehow still managed to put a hand mark on my back. But like I said, I digress. So that basically started my life as not going to do anything bad, not going to do anything major. So I didn't get into the drugs. I didn't get into trouble. I didn't go skipping school with friends. I didn't do any of that stuff, you know. If I did skip school, it was after the fact that he committed suicide, not beforehand. But, um, so what it was, was it was the day that I was supposed to get my, uh, my driver's permit. I was, I had just turned 15 in February, you know, the month prior, because, uh, he, he died in March, obviously, I just said that already, March 3rd. So I had just turned 15, and I was supposed to get my driver's permit. Now, at the time, I was living with my father. But since my mother and him were going through their divorce, whatever, you know, my mom took my sister and I stayed with him. But the days were too much for my father after that. After my mother and him were getting divorced, you know, all his actions of being a, a bad husband finally much caught up to him. And his stability and his mental state weren't there anyway. So his deter you know, his mind deteriorated more and more and more into drinking and, you know, doing popping pills and you know he basically um how he did it was he uh took the you know he made sure i wasn't in the house he told my mother go with your mother for the night you know i gotta take care of something whatever and my mother and him were having a conversation and he was like oh no no don't worry about it whatever and he was pretty much being like okay he was saying his goodbyes to my mother at that point so we get home and he uh, he's calling us up, saying goodbye, telling my sister that he loves her, that goodbye, and he's gonna kill himself, and telling me he's gonna kill himself, and over the phone. And mind you, we didn't think my father was really gonna do it. We just thought he was just talking crap. And um, what he did was he had the house all to himself. Um, he had gotten a DUI prior, so that's another reason why he why he was uh, sad. He couldn't drive around anymore, and that used to be his outlet. He used to go out. So he had borrowed my uncle's car. My uncle had a real shitty ass car that he let him borrow for the time being. And because um, he had crashed his Acura legend that he had back in 1992, 1991 legend that he had. And um, he takes the car and uh, he closes the garage, you know, seals it off with towels and stuff so that he could turn on the car. Takes some pills and lays on the outside of the car. He didn't even bother sitting inside of the car he sat outside of the car with the car on and the pills basically took effect and he fell asleep in the garage while the fumes were basically building in the house and he took in all that carbon monoxide and just you know he passed so the day of my um the day this was the next day this was the second was the day you know march 2nd was the day you know when my mother took me to her house and the next day obviously was the day that we found him dead so he could have been dead on the second but pretty much <clears throat> we say march 3rd so my mother takes me to the dmv you know i pass my my permit test and i my driving test and i get my permit we're driving from the dmv towards my neighborhood and basically my mom's like oh well do you think he did it and i'm like we're kind of joking about it. You know what I mean? We're kind of joking about it because we, we know we know that we weren't sure if he really was going to carry through it. They were just talking crap. So I'm like, well, let's go to the house now. Let's go. <clears throat> and she was like, no, 
I'm gonna take you to school and because I don't want you to see that if you did and you don't know you never know so she takes me to school and um, I'm, I'm in my classes you know like by the time <clears throat> like an hour or two passes by uh, one of the <clears throat> administrators from the school comes over to my uh, class to take me out of my class to tell me that he wants to take me over to the main campus because at the time I was going to uh, a ninth grade center and then there was also the highest the main high school that have the 10th graders 11th graders and 12th graders my sister was a 12th grader at the time so <clears throat> we ended up going to the main campus and they took me into a room and in that room was my mom and she was crying and my sister was crying because you know they, and my neighbor was there and they basically were trying to tell me that my father had killed himself he did do it so I end up um being there and i'm the only one that's like still faced i wasn't crying i didn't freak out i didn't do anything because i kind of had a feeling that this time he was basically you know he had followed through on his uh suicide attempt so i just always wondered to myself i was always a straight you know straightforward kid straight arrow when he was alive and after he passed away is when i got into smoking you know smoking weed and popping pills and you know, doing things here and there that, you know, doing ecstasy and doing all these things that I never really thought that I would ever do, ever. And I always thought to myself, would I have been doing these things had he been alive? And I'm pretty sure that answer would have been no. You know, because I was intimidated and scared of my father. But at the same time, that that intensity that he brought upon my mind not to do anything bad always made me think what would have been, what would have been had he been here? And it's been 26 years and I've accomplished a lot of things in my life. You know, I got an AS degree in recording engineering from the school over here in Florida. Um, I've gone to school for medical assisting. I graduated from that. So it's not like my life was completely, you know, horrible. But it was never the life that I wanted. I'm 41 years old. I don't have any kids. I've never been married. So I don't know whether or not that has anything to do with it. But, you know, I... My childlike mentality, mind you, I was 15 years old. It stayed, I guess, I feel like it stayed. It's never gone. My mentality has always been the same. It's been this way since I was a kid. And I just, I am how I am and I am who I am. But uh, I still wonder and I ponder from time to time, had he lived, what would that, what would my life have been? And how, how different would my life have been had he not killed himself? So... I just wanted to say, I don't want to take too much time, it's already going on until the 11th minute, that um, if you have somebody out there that needs help, that needs support, that needs love, let's let's start being better people, let's start being more caring. Let's. I work at a hospital and, and our mission is to extend the healing um, touch of Christ, basically, you know, to extend the healing touch of the ministry of Christ, um, to extend the healing ministry of Christ, I'm sorry. But, um, and I think that as time has gotten by and gone by more and more, we're, we're more and more and more selfish. We want more for ourselves. We want more, you know, rather than caring for the, the well-being of others, we care more about ourselves. And it's sad that we've become a society of just social assholes that just want to, you know, care about ourselves rather than the people around us. We're we don't want to help we're too me 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 fuck you 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 and uh i think 
today will be a day that I think everybody will hear Spidey Heck again have one of his rants. But this isn't a rant of, you know, being angry. It's just a rant of we need to be better people for each other. All of us need to be better people for each other. We can do so much more if we cared more. You know, less hate, more love, more respect, more, um, you know, just more compassion for each other, you know. But I digress. I don't want to keep going with it. What basically is just help those who may need help. <clears throat> don't look them over. Don't say, ah, oh, they, they're not going to do it. They're not going to commit suicide. They're just having a bad day. Don't tell them, hey, cheer up or, you know, whatever. It's that's depression and anxiety are not something to take light and the person that suffers from it i suffer from it so i sometimes have tendencies of wondering am i gonna follow in my father's footsteps now my father killed himself at 43 i've made it to 41 so basically i got two more years to either catch up to where he was at or to surpass it so that's my goal my goal is to surpass my father's age because I was very suicidal, had very suicidal tendencies in my 20s and in uh, my my teens, from my teens into my 20s. My 30s, not so much, you know, but the thoughts were there, obviously. They weren't never not there, but they were there and never followed through, obviously, or else I wouldn't be talking to you. But just be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of the people that may need your help. And it doesn't take but five minutes to change somebody who could want to kill themselves. And uh, you could be that difference. So if anybody ever needs help, you know, get them the help they can possibly need. Help them a little bit. Send them to a counselor. Get them, uh, send them to a suicide prevention number, something, you know. Because military, I have a friend of mine who's a, he's a vet. And he has a foundation for a, uh, the soldiers who commit suicide and you know because they come back from the war they come back from from wherever they come back from the military and they see so much shit that they come back with post-traumatic stress and they can't get work and they end up killing themselves so suicide depression anxiety are real they're not just made up they're not people just being grumpy it's a real thing so you know just be there for people but i'll leave that note off uh by speaker just turned off so that was that noise but um i'll leave this on a note where i say god bless you all be strong be wise be helpful and uh love one another because we're all we got so with that said this is spidey heck from the spidey heck voiceover show and podcast and i wish you guys a good morning i apologize if this message may make you feel bad or don't feel bad for me it's okay I'm all right. Time has passed. I'm I'm a grown man, so I'm all right. But, you know, I don't want anybody to ever have to worry about, you know, someone that they know and love killing themselves. So just help them out. With that said, I bid you all a fun farewell, okay? And uh, God bless you from the Spidey Heck. Yo, Spidey, what's going on, man? 
Listen, I listened to the entire thing. I just want <clears throat> just want to tell you to remain uplifted to the best of your ability. Uh, I know what it means to live to lose a family member, a parent. I know how that affects you. It's always there with you. I also want to tell you that <clears throat> I know what it means to be depressed. Um so I hope that, you know, you, you might have dealt with it on your own, but I hope that, you know, you've at least seen a a, a counselor. Um, I'm praying for you, man. I, I know today is a is a is a day of remembrance and I know how that can affect you. So um, reach across the. Shout outs to New Love with DJ Holmes. Thanks for stopping by, my brother. I appreciate the prayers. I appreciate the sentiment. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to my words, my thoughts. Much love to you, fam. Much love to you. God bless you. And uh, keep doing what you're doing, brother. Keep doing what you're doing. Spreading love and positivity. That's what it's about. And uh, Spotty Heck appreciates you, man. Remember to do. God bless you. Spotty Heck. Voice over show.